Hey, Nacho. Hey, Sophie D. Ooh. I have a question to bring up to you. Oh, God, what? Remember that time where we started doing the movies more? Like, instead of doing Game of Thrones, and then we were like, let's make a new intro where we're like, hey, welcome to Late to the Party, where we watch movies that everybody's seen that we haven't. And then we never did that. <laughs> oh, we didn't. Should we start doing that? We should probably start doing that. Would that help people who listen to us understand what they're listening to? Yeah. Yeah, uh, probably. Especially for newer listeners. Ooh. Whoa. That's a good point. So how should that go? <laughs> um, Probably saying, hey, welcome to Late to the Party. I'm Sophie D. I'm Nat Chow. And we watch movies that we totally missed out on that are super popular and we recap them. And you could say we're late to the party super late oh yeah maybe that's it we'll work on that we'll workshop that i mean for this episode we're probably fashionably late yeah because <laughs> it's only a couple of years yeah reasonably yeah it was we're watching smallfoot from 2018 yeah i feel like the memes were more popular than this movie yeah <laughs> but i loved this movie so much oh it's so cute let's just jump into it what did you know about smallfoot beforehand you want to know what I knew? I would love to know what you knew. I knew that Zendaya is Michi. <laughs> LeBron James is Gwangi. Danny DeVito is Dorgal. And Common is Stonekeeper. <laughs> and Zendaya is Michi. <laughs> we only really, truly 100% watched this movie because of a meme. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, we watched the movie... So that's that's marketing. It worked somehow. Yeah. It was really good. I do not regret watching this movie. No, it was really good. (laughs) But you know, the only thing we knew about this movie was the the meme. And you should look it up. Just YouTube Zendaya is Michi. And it's the very first video on YouTube. So good. It's an amazing song. It should have been up for the Grammys. But people get snubbed every year. So I get it. Do you have that synopsis for us? I do have a synopsis, but actually first, my other, my note before my synopsis was that I hope that this is my favorite summer blockbuster, (laughs) and I do believe that it's up there. I, I was watching it, and I was like, damn, I love snow. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, snow? Ooh. Mm. Gives you a chill down your spine, huh? No. I hate driving in it, but... Looking at it, though. I love playing in snow, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I love looking at snow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When it's fluffy. Yes. Not the slushy mess Oh, no. no. That's a disaster. Yeah. But <laughs> the synopsis is Migo, a friendly yeti whose world gets turned upside down when he discovers something that he didn't know existed, a human. He soon faces banishment from his snowy home when, he, when the rest of the villagers refuse to believe his fantastic tale. Hoping to prove them wrong, Migo embarks on an epic journey to find the mysterious creature that can put him back in good graces with his simple community. Oh, yeah. Yeah, basically. This movie is basically reverse hunting Bigfoot. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and it has like every, not every famous person, but it's one of those like every single cast member is like a big name. Yeah. And it's like a, a voice you recognize. So it's like you're not even. So Channing Tatum is Migo. So you're like, so Migo, I mean, so Channing Tatum, no, so Migo. That was him? Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> he wasn't in this song. I wouldn't have known. <laughs> They did skip over him. <laughs> well, you do know that Zendaya is Michi. <laughs> That's the most important yeah. part. <laughs> so we open on a mountain with a voiceover that says that this is my world and this is where we live. It's snow and rock and snow and rock and it's pretty cool. <laughs> so then it's it's Migo as the voiceover. So then he explains that their world is built on laws that were written in the stones and that the stonekeeper wears them and interprets them. So now you're like, ooh, brainwash. <laughs> but the village was so freaking cute it was so cute everybody was so happy and just bliss and the art is very good in this movie yes it's a very nice looking yeah i like the colors yeah me too and it was all yeah it worked like i was gonna say it's all the wintry colors but that that checks out that makes sense (laughs) and then we learn that their world came from a sky bison and it came out of their the sky bison's butt yeah and that they live on an island in the clouds held up by giant mammoths yeah do you remember that other um I don't know which belief it is, but it's like that the earth is on the back of a turtle. Yeah. I wanted to learn more about that. I remember learning about that. I thought that was neat. Yeah. (laughs) But it it just reminded me of that. Yeah. But then so uh, Migo goes on to say that his favorite stone is the one that says that the gong must be rung to awaken the great snail to crawl across the sky, the sun, (laughs) and bring them light. 
And it's his favorite because his dad is the official gong ringer. And he, Migo, is his assistant. And it's cute. He's so proud of his dad. I know. Dad has so much pride in his gong ringing skills. <laughs> it's uh, uh, so pure. So freaking cute. So then dad gets into a giant catapult. Migos <laughs> walks in like a hamster wheel and helps spin some cranks and it sends dad flying across the mountain because you can't just ring the gong with your hands. So it's actually funny because he does all this. They have they show everything like him flying across, him like slamming headfirst into the gong to wake up the sun. And he's like, and this is amazing because there's literally no other way to do it. And I'm like, <laughs> I love I love when a story answers our question for us immediately after we have it. You know, like it's self-aware. Yeah. No, no other, no other ideas. Yeah. This way or nothing. That's it. Yeah. And then we burst into a song. I had no idea this was a musical. Yeah, me neither. But the How songs were cute. They okay. were cute. I was like, oh no, Sophie hates musicals. <laughs> there were only like three songs though, right? There were. Maybe four. Or four. There were four. Maybe four, yeah. Yeah. Because Migo had one, Percy, Michi, and Stonekeeper. And I was going to say right? Zendaya. <laughs> But you're right. No, yes, Michi had one. Yes. And then there were like little um, reprisals of them, which almost count. I guess count. I don't know. Ah. That's us getting too into details. Anyway, he's singing about how the Yetis are waking up, being happy, loving the town, and how just basically there's a status quo that everybody seems happy about and like nobody cares to, to challenge it or... No one asks questions. Yeah, no one asks questions. <laughs> everybody has their purpose and that's that's a-okay. Yep. <laughs> that's it. So then there's like a couple challenging some kids asking, so mammoths hold us up, right? But then who holds the mammoths up? At and the- Migo steps in. He's like, don't believe them, kids. There's mammoths, nothing else. Yeah. It's mammoths all the way down. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine? That's horrifying. That's, ooh, that's a- those base mammoths. <laughs> so strong (laughs) so then i was like all right so two things here i was like so okay yes challenge the things that you've been taught you know because you just need to learn but then also like are you gonna do that to kids but then also like that's when you need to learn so i was going back and forth about like did i like this scene or not (laughs) but then i was like move on net (laughs) so then we go into more this is just a long kind of song sequence happening so we're singing some more it's so cute And he's going through the village and everyone's doing their thing. And I'm like, they're so adorable. Yeah. And then his dad comes out to give him a helmet so that he can practice his gong ringing. And he's like, everybody, I'm going to practice ringing the gong. (laughs) My helmet. (laughs) He's so proud. Yeah. So they finish the song at this point. And now we're going back into like way up top where Migo goes to practice ringing the gong. And basically dad, who is the voice of Danny DeVito, Danny Dad Vito. Yes, Danny Dad Vito. <laughs> Amazing. But so Danny DeVito is Dorgal. So Dorgal is explaining that this is basically their entire family's history. Like their entire family's job was to ring the gong and how they're all like super short from all the just straight up slamming headfirst into a gong. Yeah, Dad used to be taller than yeah. Migo. And then Migo's like, man, am I going to be as short as you? And he's like, hopefully someday. <laughs> and I was like, this guy so cute but then so <laughs> i feel like every time danny devito plays as an animated character they just take his body stature and yes <laughs> i wonder how he feels about that <laughs> and like they're just like we're gonna play this in some <laughs> yeah maybe that's like written in his contracts maybe <laughs> it's either something that happens to him that he doesn't like or doesn't care about anymore or something <laughs> that he insists on you know i feel like there's no in between i would insist on it yeah <laughs> But like the amazing thing too with Danny DeVito in animations is that at least for our generation, I will only associate him with Phil from Hercules. <laughs> so like in this scene, he's explaining to me, go like, all right, you got to feel for the wind. You got to calculate for your arc and, and you got to just aim true for the gong. And I'm just like, this is Phil. He's training Hercules. And it's like the same tones that he's using. And I was like, oh, I should watch Hercules. He also like goes through their family real quick. And he's like, yeah, like, and he's going through the family tree of who were gong ringers. And he's mm-hmm. like, yeah, and your weird cousin who, like, had an idea for a hammer, but we don't talk about him. <laughs> he got fired. Yeah. He also mentions mom real quick. And I'm like, what happened to mom? Like, you can't just mention her and then move on. Well, in true fact, I mean, this isn't a Disney movie, but in true, almost Disney inspired fashion, <laughs> only one parent. Oh, that's it. Yeah. And there's no questions. <laughs> and you just have to accept it. We're not going through that emotional trauma. No, nope. <laughs> We went through that already. Okay. <laughs> so now we get a quick little montage of Launch has gone astray because Migo just still is training and practicing. Learning. So then we get finally a good one, except he overshoots 
and goes yeah. straight past the mountain. Mid-air, he spots Michi, and he's like, Michi, and swoons. And I'm like, oh, that's so relatable. Oh. <laughs> we all love Michi. She's so cute. <laughs> now he lands past the mountain. He's never been this far out before. And we see, he's just trying to like get his bearings and stuff, but he, we hear a motor from way, way back, wherever it is. And then we see a plane come crashing down, and he's like, What's that? that? (laughs) So then he goes to run down to see the plane to see what happened, obviously. So then... And he's like the size of the plane. Yeah. He's huge. Yeah. (laughs) It's always fun to see perspective. Yeah. You know? (laughs) But what's crazy, I have a lot of thoughts on the physics of this world. (laughs) But so the plane crash lands. He goes to check on the plane and then the pilot ejects. Yeah. That should, shouldn't that have happened a while ago? Oh, for sure. That pilot is definitely dead, <laughs> but it's not because this is a kid's movie. So he goes to check out the pilot where the pilot landed. He's still attached to his parachute. So then they both kind of, he crawls out from under the parachute. They lock eyes from across the room <laughs> and then they scream at each other as, and, you know, yeah. as you would. And then Migo's like, oh my God, you have such a small foot. And we oh my God. A small foot. A small foot. <laughs> So then the wind picks up and it takes the pilot flying away. And yeah. then he goes like, oh, oh my God, I got to tell somebody. <laughs> He's gone. He's dead. Yeah. <laughs> the wind just took him. He's gone. Yeah. So Migo runs into his village and he's like, I saw a small foot. Everyone goes into panic over there possibly being a small foot around. Yes. Oh, because also there's a stone that says a small foot does not exist. Yes. And um, in this village, the stones are absolute truth. Yes. <laughs> there is no questioning of the stones. Yeah. Stonekeeper comes out during the panic and he comes forward and says, you didn't see anything because Smallfoot doesn't exist because the stones say they don't. And if he says that they exist, then he's challenging the stones, which is a huge no-no in this village. And Danny Dadvito tells Migo he needs to stick to the status quo. What did I teach you? No questions. Never question anything. (laughs) Nothing. Just love your life. (laughs) We live for the gong. (laughs) That's it. Migo is like, um, I did see a small foot. <laughs> but then I'd be lying if I said I didn't see a small foot. Yeah. So Stonekeeper's like, your ass is out of here. <laughs> <laughs> well, so also we skipped a little bit because I just want to touch on the the uh, the influence of Ice Age in this movie. Oh. Because so everybody follows him out to see like ground zero of where the plane crashed. Oh, yes, yes. But then what had happened was a yak was grazing nearby. Whatever it does to like it pulls... um. It either puts something in the ground or pulls something out of the ground. So then it causes a huge just crack in the snow. <laughs> so the plane goes sliding down and then it, it's teetering on the edge of a cliff. So Migo's like leading everybody over the the hill to get to the cliff to see the, the plane. And he's like, it was so cool. Like it just landed this whole big, I heard that. And then it crashed and then boom, and then the guy's gone. So the second <laughs> he turns around, the plane falls down and just out of sight. Yeah. So everybody's like, huh. So yeah. then and then it back. leaves no trail because no like, trail. snow yeah. happens. And then I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. But then, yeah, so then we go back and then Stonekey Bros all like, Migo's a liar. And yeah. that's where we are now. You're banished until you agree with the stones. And I was like, maybe on him in ban- banishment, he'll like go find his mom. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> if only that was a storyline that was tied up. Yeah, I got stuck on that for a little bit. Just a little bit? Yeah. (laughs) So we cut from banishment to a dude doing a nature doc, and his name is Percy Patterson, and he's a freak who likes spiders, because he's looking at this like Himalayan mountain spider, and I was like, oh, 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 oh. And it was like a jumping spider? No, no, no. Oh, no. Uh, Percy then acts like he's being attacked by the spider for dramatic effect. Yes. Percy is James Corden, by the way. Oh, he sounded very familiar. Yes, that was him. Wow. Everyone's in this movie. Zendaya is Michi. (laughs) The director, was it the director? She was just not amused by his antics. She was not. Yeah. And we find out that their show has like super low views and super low ratings. So he's trying to do anything and everything to try to amp it up yeah for views to go viral is what he wants essentially yes because he wants attention yeah so brenda is the director and she's like walking away and as she's walking away percy's kind of 
essentially they're walking away from each other like she's going into the yak shack which is what the bar <laughs> that they're hanging out outside of so cute and then percy is kind of walking towards the mountain because i don't he needed to decompress or something so as he turns around the pilot comes out of nowhere he's like <gasps> i saw yeti yeti outside up there and percy's like you saw what uh, who knows let's chat <laughs> i got a golden tick <laughs> <laughs> do you think percy would be an uncle joe For grandpa sure. joe i keep calling them uncle joe but i know grandpa, grandpa joe, joe is the worst <laughs> out of in a list of every single fictional character from worst to best absolute dead last has got to be um, grandpa joe for sure he's <laughs> nobody asshole. worse than um, grandpa joe why do we keep on calling him uncle joe what is wrong with you i don't know what, are you mad at your uncle i don't even have an uncle joe <laughs> is there a movie where an uncle joe exists probably hmm. yeah you know what is fun though i do have an uncle ben and an aunt may Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> they're not married. They're, they're from different cousins. Oh, good. <laughs> I am Spider-Man. I do hate spiders, though. Oh, for sure. So that just my spider world wouldn't, wouldn't check out. Yeah. Anyway. It'd be a power I wouldn't want. Yeah. <laughs> you like go to web and you're like, ew. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I hate this. <laughs> uh, so we go back to the mountain with Migo. It's whiteout conditions. And then he hears going, somebody whispering, Migo, Migo. <laughs> he starts freaking out. So then three Yetis pop out. Two of them are the ones that questioned the kids earlier. Then one is a little tiny one. Oh. That was, it took me a while to, to realize that. I too. didn't realize it. I was just like, who are these weirdos? Yeah. Are they banished too? Or are they? <laughs> friends of his <laughs> so they they pop out and they're like we believe you we know what what you saw and then uh these three are fleem guangi and um kolka kolka yeah yes. i thought it was michi at first because we didn't get an explanation <laughs> so i was like is this michi no was michi's it? pink <laughs> <laughs> i didn't notice michi when he was flying away oh that's why i missed that part but yeah so fleem guangi and kolka are these three and they've gone out on on a limb to be like, hey, uh, we do believe you and you should definitely follow us so that we can chat about the you know what that you saw you know where. Yeah. And come meet our leader. Yes. So then they go on a little hike. Yeah. To a cliffside. And then they pull a lever, reveal a secret cave. Very cool. Mm-hmm. And they go inside to meet Michi. Michi. <laughs> Michi's their leader. <laughs> <laughs> Of course she is. <laughs> so then she says that this is a secret headquarters for the SES, which is the Smallfoot Evidentiary Society. And I was like, oh, drama. Because yeah. she is the Stonekeeper's daughter. You know what I really liked about this movie? What? Is they didn't have to give the female yetis boobs. Right. <laughs> I like, did appreciate that. They used the art to make, to differentiate. Yes. Like, here's a lady. They had different, just like different cut of the fur. Yeah. And even they, um, they had like their hair almost tied up. Like a little ponytail into a poncho. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We respect one animated movie. I know, right? (laughs) Animals don't need boobies. They don't. (laughs) Or like even, uh, they didn't even give them like the extra eyelashes. Yeah. They they made it work. (laughs) And we could still tell who was who. Yeah. That was nice. But so, yeah, so Michi is the Stonekeeper's daughter, but then she runs this group. So does that mean that she's more open-minded than him? Does that mean that she's rebelling against her dad? She's curious. Can't wait to find out. Yeah. They show Migo a bunch of evidence they've collected to prove Smallfoot's existence. Mm Mm-hmm. And their last piece, one of their pieces of evidence is a toilet paper roll. And they think, they think it's a scroll of invisible wisdom. And I'm like, oh. And the best part, <laughs> it's always like these lines that we love watching where Michi says, I wonder what they put on here. And then Flame's like, a bunch of crap if you ask me. <laughs> <laughs> Get um, it, human jokes? <laughs> <laughs> so fun. Their very last piece of evidence is a boot and Migo freaks out. He like has a vision. He's like, oh. yeah. And they're like, oh, he had a reaction. He did see it. <laughs> yeah, uh, Michi was like, oh my God, you're triggered. You're triggered. That means you saw it. You're triggered, right? <laughs> and he's like, yes. Oh my God. Yeah. And then he's also like, Michi's talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> so she's like, where did it go? You saw it. Where did it go? And he's like, down, which is confusing because in their world, there is no down, but like beyond the clouds. Yeah. So they're like so there's something beyond the clouds yeah so then michi goes to like her big board and she kind of discovers gravity in this scene yes (laughs) because she's like something's pulling us down and so she's like there has to be something below the mammoths yeah and i'm like you go girl (laughs) she discovered she did more for human evolution than (laughs) than anything we could ever imagine she's the yeti scientist yes 
Yeah. She says that's why they don't see them. So if they want proof, they need to go beyond the clouds because of the whole gravity thing. Because mm-hmm. they're somehow gravity has pulled them farther below than the Yeti. I don't know how <laughs> she her her common sense worked. But it made sense in within the movie, you know? <laughs> if you watch it. You yeah. Gotta, you just had to have watched it. You had to be there. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, she's just suggesting that they go be below the clouds. And Migos does not like that idea. He's like, I'm out of here. You, nope. Goodbye. Yeah. So then they go on a date. <laughs> they do go on a date. <laughs> and she starts singing. Yes. The second song. Was it her actual voice? I do believe so. Because, oh my God, her voice is so pretty. Yeah. yeah. She does sing in that other movie with Zac Efron, um, The Greatest Showman oh yeah which i still haven't seen Maybe i haven't we should put that on our list uh, i guess i mean it's a musical you probably don't care for that so but i love zach zephron <laughs> and zendaya wow. but not as michi <laughs> so is the draw there isn't hugh jackman in that too he is i love him you do i do love him who else is in that um <laughs> It's there. I do know that there's that song that like was the award show song, like when that movie came out. I don't know. It was. Um, <laughs> oh no! It was the "This Is Me" song, and it was at like empowering. Uh, but, yeah, whatever. We I, we both haven't seen the movie. I don't. What am I talking about? I don't about? know what you're talking yeah. about. <laughs> you'll you'll know when you hear it. But anyway, so yes, yeah, so Migo does not like this idea, and he says it's the stones. I just wanted to prove that I saw a small foot. I'm not going down there. So then our club members are like, well, you saw a small foot, even though the stones say so. And doesn't the stone saying something doesn't exist mean inherently that it does exist? And Migo's like, stop talking to me. I do not like thinking. <laughs> you're ruining my worldview. Yeah. <laughs> And then, and then they're like, so if one stone is wrong, what if the others are too? And he's like, I hate this. I'm leaving. <laughs> but what if they're not? <laughs> yeah. So then, yes. Oh, right. I did skip back to go back ahead because now we are. Uh, Zendaya is singing. Michi is singing. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah. So after her whole musical bit, he agrees to go below the clouds. Yes. But wait, what was her song about? I don't remember. You don't remember? Uh, it's about the world and seeing the world. <laughs> it's about how, yeah, there's more to life than meets the eye and how the world is better than than he thought and that there's so much more to be curious about and it's good to be curious and there's, it's it's vast. <laughs> the options are limitless. Yeah. So then, yes, he does decide to go exploring with them. Yeah. They attach him to an itty bitty harness. Yep. It's the so tiniest. Tiniest little yep. thing. And they start lowering him. And then Thorpe, who is Michi's brother and yes. Stonekeeper's Very son. much the jock. Yeah, but like an extremely dumb jock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he comes over to interrupt and he spooks everyone. Gwangi releases the rope and Migo just tanks all the way down. Fully, yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and again, this is one of those, does physics exist? Because he is exploded on impact. But because there's snow, he's fine. <laughs> He's a Yeti. They're like yeah. super durable. Oh, yeah. I have heard recently that squirrels can survive any impact, like any fall from any height because some there are some there are some words about it, but like they or they can survive their terminal velocity. That's so weird. So no matter how high they fall from, because once you hit your the, the fastest you can move, they can still survive. So it doesn't matter. That's so weird. Yeah. Ew. So maybe maybe yetis are like squirrels and they can just survive their terminal velocity. I guess so because he climbs like a squirrel. He do. Yeah. He be doing that. So he lands into a huge mountain of snow and he sees the earth and his mind is blown. Yes. Because there's no mammoths. And there's trees. <laughs> yeah. Because they don't see trees up there. No. Right? That's what I was thinking too. I was like, nobody's, nobody's blown away by trees. <laughs> like nobody cared about them. <laughs> They're just there. Yeah. <laughs> so... He sees the plane from earlier and checks it out. Um, he also sees a goat during all this, and the goat keeps screaming, so and like scaring the shit out of him. So he checks the plane out. It starts up and launches him, and just it just all these shenanigans happen where yeah. he just ends up thrown out into like the world, the rest of the world. Yes, he finds a small footprint eventually and follows it over to the yak shack. Inside, Percy and Brenda are discussing doing a segment on their show about yetis. And Percy says that the village they're at has the highest number of yeti sightings. And Brenda is like, yetis don't exist. And he's like, good thing I brought this yeti suit that you're going to put on. <laughs> Stilts and everything. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, mm, no. 
Yeah. She's like, what about your integrity? We'll get to my integrity after we find the Yeti. And he's like, my what? (laughs) The who now? I packed her up. I traded her in for my views. Yeah. (laughs) I need money, Brenda. (laughs) Broke. (laughs) So then we get into our next song, which is maybe my favorite. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It is. It's the beat of Under Pressure. But it's, I was going to say James Corden, but it's Percy singing about how, you know, he used to be so genuinely in love with animals, but now with the pressure of the views and society and television and bills and bills, he can't (laughs) do what he loves because he has to get the views to make the money. Yes. Ah, relatable. It was a very fun song. And they (laughs) even gave him backup dance. It was basically karaoke situation. So they gave him backup dancers because there was somebody else that was going to perform and he snatched the mic from them and then went on to his under pressure song. (laughs) And it was just fun. It was really fun. And then at the end of the song, Brenda is not in the the, the bar anymore and the costume is gone. And he's like, diggity darn, (laughs) my costume's gone. Yeah. So he heads outside and he's on the phone with her. And at the same time, Migo is sneaking around. Percy's on the phone with her trying to get her to come back. And we see Percy from Migo's point of view, and he's got like a little high-pitched gibberish happening, and it's so cute. Sounds like a little mouse. Yeah. So then he turns and sees Migo, and he's like, oh, Brenda, you put on the suit. Great. Oh, my God, you look so good. That doesn't even look like a costume. Yeah. And then Migo is trying to speak to Percy, and from Percy's point of view, he's just growling. Yeah. And he's like, wow, Brenda. You're really committed to your role. Did you put like a uh, an auto tune thing on your voice? <laughs> and what's so funny too is that like from from not um, from Migo's point of view, he's like, oh my god, I'm nervous. What should I say to it? <laughs> I was like, oh my god, first date, kind of nervous. Yeah, it was so, so cute. cute. <laughs> so then, oh Percy's like he's he's kind of like directing the shot to be like, all right, cool. So Brenda, you're gonna come in. I'm gonna flip the camera around. Then you're gonna growl at me, right? It's gonna be awesome. And then he starts his thing. Then Brenda comes zooming by on the the snowmobile, and he hands over to her and he's like brenda could you turn that off i'm recording you and then he's like brenda i'm recording brenda but brenda you're making noise over there but then how am i recording brenda in front of me when you're (laughs) over there and he really goes back and forth like 30 times until he realizes that he's looking at a real yeti and then he freaks out yeah and then he starts attacking migo and Migo's like what is happening he thinks he's playing and then eventually percy grabs a trank dart and ends up um shoot and then migo pushes it so he ends up shooting straight up he jumps on migo and then the dart comes and hits percy and knocks him out straight in the booty whoop sucks karma yeah migo takes knocked out percy and puts him in a sleeping bag and bag and grabs some stuff what's funny too is actually first when he does get tranked migo's like oh are you are you okay and he like taps his face to see if he's okay then he knocks the tooth out by accident he's like oops whoops that belongs (laughs) back in there so he just tosses the tooth back in his mouth and i'm like oh he's gonna choke on that and die that's what i thought too (laughs) i was like oh no (laughs) he grabs percy and takes him to take him back to his village but then a blizzard happens and knocks them into a cave Migo finds Percy is frozen solid and is like doing all this stuff to help try to warm him up. And he's like, please don't be dead. (laughs) (laughs) So eventually he starts a fire and like puts Percy on a stick and starts spinning him above the fire. Like he's roasting a pig. Yeah. So funny. Percy's freaking out. He's like, oh my God. So when he does get free, he runs further into the cave and he um, runs into a bear Yes, and this then, is my favorite scene. Actually, I think overall my favorite scene of this entire movie. Oh my God, it was so fun. Migo chases him down and then Migo confronts the bear and they're both talking to each other. And she's like, I just put my kids to sleep. My husband just fell asleep. Can't a mom get six months of just alone time? Is that too much to ask for? <laughs> and then she's like, and you come in here making all this noise. You don't even wipe your feet off. And I was like, this is everything I could have ever asked for. <laughs> and just Percy is just watching them like obviously growling at each other and like it looks like they're fighting. So then um, Migo like pushes him behind him and then he like looks at him and like motions to like run outside. And Percy's like, he just saved me, didn't he? Yeah. But like Aww. this mama bear is really just like yellow. Like I just, I'm just screaming. I'm just trying to sleep. I'm trying to enjoy myself. And but it's, uh, it's so good. It's so She's good. like, it's hard being me. Yeah. I'm just trying to live and hibernate, okay? Oh, but what we did skip over too was that as Percy runs down before he wakes up the bear, he's trying to upload a video of Migo, like send it back to him, and he's trying to send it to Brenda. But then it says that it's going to take 28 hours to upload. So he screams, and that's what wakes up the bear. Yeah. And in his video, he's filming the Yeti. He's like, oh my God, I think he's going to try to eat me because the Yeti has a stick and he's going towards him. 
Oh, poor thing. So as he's running out, Migo follows. And then Migo steps in a bear trap. Ugh. So rude that that's there in a bear cave. Right? Yeah. Also, they're pretty high up. Who, who, who got it there? <laughs> Someone who's going to go check on it? <laughs> Not me. Yeah, right? <laughs> so the bear trap is on Migo's big toe. And it's so tiny. <laughs> so Percy helps him out. And the tiniest little thing of blood happens. Yes. And Migo faints. Very you. Oh, so me. <laughs> <laughs> so Percy uses some duct tape to help him out. And Migo's like, he helped me. Which also... Okay, so it's a minor injury, but I feel like duct tape on any wound is not good. My brother used to do that. Yeah? Yeah. I don't know why. Is he I don't okay? remember why. Yeah, he's fine. Okay. <laughs> I don't remember the logic, though. Just duct tape is stronger? I don't know. <laughs> but okay. Yeah. So then Migo uses some hand signals to tell Percy to come with him. And then Percy's like, is he communicating with me? Okay, let's go. And he starts like filming it. Yeah. yeah. So then they have a montage of Migo running up the mountain. And now we're back in the village. And Daddy DeVito. Is that what you call him? Daddy no. Daddy DeVito. <laughs> no, I did not call Danny DeVito daddy. <laughs> I didn't mean it in that sense. Migo's dad, Dorgal, Dorgal, is getting ready to ring the bell and keeps calling to Migo, but remembers that he was banished because I guess it's only been one day, which I didn't even realize that. So then he... He's been gone for so long. My boy. <laughs> so then he has to launch himself, but is thrown off and misses the gong, but he sees that the sun starts rising anyway, and he panics, so he throws his helmet at the gong, which breaks and turns into two, so it, like two rings. So then you see people waking up and they're like, two gongs? What's going on today? <laughs> and he's like... The snail still woke up and I didn't hit it. Yeah. So he is just having a crisis. He's having his own moment. Like, that's when I was like, imagine being middle-aged slash past and having everything you know just be not true. Yeah. That's wild. Horrifying. Yeah. We then cut to Michi and she's on the harness now. And I guess they decided to go look for Migo down below. Yeah. Because she's like, he's only down there because I convinced him to go down there. I have to go down there after him. I have to save him. Aww. And then the friends are like, you don't have to. <laughs> Migo shows up just in time as they're about to lower her. But then Guangi still drops her. But then he catches her. So he shows his friends Percy and they all freak out. Yes. And Fleem is like, wow, someone's smaller than me. Love this. <laughs> Fleem was very much the character that was like the... Uh, he sucks. Like if shitposting was a character. <laughs> yeah. That was Fleem. Yeah, it was definitely know? him. Yeah. Yeah. But so now uh, Guangi is saying that they have to bring Percy back to the village to show them what's up. So then we cut to a badass hero shot of everybody walking into town. <laughs> and then all the villagers are curious that Migo's back. So they all gather around and Migo gives this very awkward speech. But then he does a very Lion King presentation of Percy to the village. And everybody's all like, oh, Smallfoot, wow. During his speech, everyone's yelling like, I'm losing interest. Get <laughs> yeah. to the point. <laughs> and I'm like, that's me. Because <laughs> it's, you know, like when you just need to say, like, I'm going to the store today. He was like, so I'm waking up at 7 45 today i will go brush my teeth and then i will put my socks on and the rest of my clothes and i will grab my keys and start and it was like that yeah so he started he just doesn't know how to public speak yet which i get that everybody has to start somewhere it's hard it's very hard yeah but so now all the villagers are curious and they they are all like oh my god questions what what's that yeah so then um Here's a small foot. Ta-da. Yeah. Everyone freaks out. <laughs> so then Percy's reaction is like, oh my God, a whole civilization. This calls for a Percy network special. And imagine <laughs> your priorities. Yeah, right. Being your network special over <laughs> the entire species that you just discovered or rediscovered. Yeah. During this, Stonekeeper comes out and he's like, yeah, this is great and all, but like small foot still doesn't exist. Yeah. This is a yak. You guys don't even know. And I was like, what? And everyone's like, but look at his feet they're small <laughs> they're very tiny feet and he's like okay let's take him and we'll con go consult the stones and i'm like that's sketchy i was like they're gonna kill percy i thought they were, <laughs> i thought they were gonna kill him i was like i like i knew that they wouldn't because this is a kid's movie but i was also like they're gonna kill percy <laughs> toss his ass yeah. off the mountain he's gone everyone starts freaking out because if smallfoot is real then a stone is wrong and if the stone and like the stones aren't wrong so there's like mass panic for a second and stone keepers like you all need to chill out yeah then we get a quick shot of uh, migo's dad hiding his broken helmet behind him because he's also obviously questioning everything too right now mm -hmm. so then stonekeeper says remember what the stones say about questions then everybody collectively takes a deep breath and then they swarm Migo with more questions yeah so he's like he's losing his people 
the yeah. stonekeeper. Whoop. So then. But um, Percy's loving the attention. Yes. <laughs> but that was funny. I was in that moment. I was like, because he pulls out his phone right away to be like, just to document everything. And I was like, coming from somebody who also only takes pictures and videos ever, like 24 seven, like be in the moment for like <laughs> one second, you know, you're such a hypocrite. I know. <laughs> but I was like, I like to think that if I had discovered Yetis, that I would not take my phone out the second I saw them. But also, who knows? I probably would. I mean, I would definitely pee my pants first. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it would be fear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, then wonder. wonder. Yeah. Yeah. Jinx. <laughs> Migo ends up carrying Percy through the village. And it's so cute because he has him on his shoulder. Yes. And we start to see the yetis in the village start to be more creative. Yes. So they start oh, because this is another song. Yes. Oh, there's another song yep. I forgot about. So some of them are doing art some of their some of them are invent- inventing stuff and i'm like yes. oh my god that is fast go. imagine being so repressed that you can't think and the second that you have five minutes to think you can invent anything yeah that's Weird. wild yeah a woolly mammoth comes over and sees percy and starts freaking out you know like the elephant and the mouse thing mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. cartoons yeah, yeah, yeah that's what happens here yeah and michi's like stop sit <laughs> it's okay yeah because like, they're like their dogs yeah it's like her pet we then cut to uh, Michi and Stonekeeper having a discussion and she's urging her dad to talk to Migo about what he saw below the clouds. Yes. And he's like, yeah, I'll talk to him. And I was like, oh, oh God. Oh, he's going to die too. <laughs> <laughs> Ice him. <laughs> Daddy, what did I say? I found icing people on my wedding. <laughs> but so, so actually like, I like this part a lot because this is one of those themes, you know? So Michi or Stonekeeper tells Michi, look what you started with. And she's like, yeah, it's amazing. Migo went below the clouds and now everybody has questions and he's listening to them instead of telling them to push them down. And I was like, what a timely message. Yeah. To learn about yourself. Also, what a way to roast your dad. Right. (laughs) Very classy. Yeah. She did it in a very good way. (laughs) So So then, uh, so then some of the crew the um the guangi and the kolka and the flame crew <laughs> they ask percy to translate the invisible scroll of wisdom you know the toilet paper so percy's like i do actually need this so he goes behind <laughs> a bush to take care of himself and then flame goes up and he he like just peeks over and he's like that is not wisdom we do not need to see that that is we're gonna just move on from that yeah he's like there's nothing written on those don't worry yeah we cut to Migo going up to his dad, and his dad's having an existential crisis because he missed the gong, yes. and the sky snails came up anyway. So that makes three stones wrong. Oof. Uh-oh. In like one day. Yeah, I know. Well, two days, but <laughs> that's still a very quick time. Yeah, and his dad is upset because if he's not the gong ringer, then he doesn't have any then identity. what am I? Yeah. Oh, my God. That's so sad. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> it makes you the think. The shortest you know? yeti is what he is. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> cute little the best thing. dad is what he is yes <laughs> imagine that makes you think you know you can't put your entire identity into one thing yeah you need some range yeah oops um, we're 26 we're gonna work on that <laughs> thorpe comes over to get Migo, and he's like my dad wants to see you he never wants to see me and i'm like god thorpe yeah and he's <laughs> like why did i just say that out loud <laughs> that's so embarrassing <laughs> he's not the smartest he you know he (laughs) definitely followed the stones too blindly yeah so then (laughs) so now we're in the stonekeeper cave and it's a giant yeti face at the front of it and then the stonekeeper shows me go into the cave and how each previous stonekeeper like found something new and added it to the stones yeah there's all these statues of stonekeepers from the past so if the robe that he wears is like stones that are added by each stone keeper, wouldn't that mean that the stones can change as they continue to learn things? Yes. So why is he such a busybody about sticking to everything that is? Because you can only learn what I learn. Okay. And that's all that matters. Oh, fair. If I don't <laughs> learn it, you don't learn it. <laughs> he has to be the learner. Yeah. <laughs> okay. The peak learner. I am the top tier learner here. <laughs> me? I'm the smarty pants yeah. of the village. High on a roll is me, <laughs> not you. That's it. <laughs> so then he he puts his, um uh, what's it? What's his staff? His staff. Yeah. He puts that into the ground and turns it so that it, it uh, closes like an ice gate, but then also opens up a secret ice stairway down below. Yeah. Before the stairway opened, I was like, oh my God, Migo's trapped. He's trapped forever. <laughs> so then they go down the stairs and we go into another song because remember, this is common. So 
I so liked is, his song. This is the rap. At first, I did not like it. And then I liked it a lot. <laughs> and let me tell you why. <laughs> because in like the first three or four bars, they rhymed down there with down there. Yep. And I was like, this that's, common. That's art, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, common, you agree to that? Come on. He's, he's a lyrical wordsmith. He is. And he's better than that. <laughs> but basically, he is rapping about how the humans were, you know, they, the yetis and the humans used to commingle. Because he brings uh, Migo to a big room that has another uh, cave carving. Yes. Of like, it's like their, their full history. Yeah. Their origin story. Yeah. So he's he's telling Migo about how they used to live with the humans, but then the humans attacked. So the Yetis were forced to run up the mountain where they knew the humans couldn't survive. And they had to act like they live on this island to protect the future generations. So then each stone was a new rule to save or to keep this this new world like pure and, and genuine and stuff. So then Migo's like, but my small foot isn't like that. And Stonekeeper says, oh, well, did he greet you with open arms? So then Migo has flashbacks to how Percy threw the, the ski the ski pole at his face and how he yeah. shot a trank at him. And and, and he like that. correlates it to the cave yeah. carvings of like, they the match, people yeah. with the spears and the people with the guns. Yeah. So then Migo's like, <gasps> what? <laughs> oh, no. So then Stonekeeper says that they're all selfish. They only care about themselves, which is why we must do the same. So then he opens another secret door and they go down a magic spinning stone elevator thing that brings them below the clouds, except it's not clouds, it's steam. Yeah. So then he explains that each of the mundane jobs that the Yetis have upstairs all contributes to the creation of the steam cloud so that the humans don't look up and the Yetis don't look down because the only thing stronger than fear is curiosity. And I was like, bruh. <laughs> I watched that. And I was like, I got to watch that scene again. That's genius. <laughs> what? Yeah. They did that. It was really good. That was my favorite song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then Migo realizes that all the stones are lies and the stonekeeper says, lies that protect us. So then Migo's like, but they need to know the truth. And then the stonekeeper says about how the truth is in the eye of the beholder and how preventing annihilation is about controlling the flow of information. And I was like, oh, what? The Matrix? Yes. <laughs> if they redid the Matrix, I do believe that Common would be in it. <laughs> I could see that 100%. <laughs> so then he says that curiosity killed the yak because cats don't exist up here. <laughs> and then that Michi is curious, so we have to protect her and the village. So then he tells Migo that he should tell everybody that he was lying about the small foot and says that everybody, like, even though everybody already saw Percy, like, you'll be, like, amazed at what they'll believe if you just tell them. And I was like, yeah, like, Yeah. So we cut to Michi, and she's trying to learn more about Percy. So she gives him some charcoal to do drawing Mm -hmm. onto their wall. And they start communicating with each it's other very cute. via hand signals. It's so cute. Percy's telling her about how TV network works and how the big <laughs> bad bank man is trying to take his home away. <laughs> and then they both like try to try to share the same grunt and and squeak that home is. Yeah. And they're like, are we communicating? Oh, my God. We're on the same page. Very cute. Yeah. yeah. Migo comes in as they're playing a game together. Um, Percy projects his phone onto the wall. Yes. And they start playing like a match three game. How much phone battery does he have? I was going to say that. Because every time we see his screen, it has two bars of battery. I was going to say it. So when he first met Migo, his phone was at half. Mm -hmm. And then you go all the way up in the altitude. And it's tomorrow. That phone is dead. And you've already filmed more video on that. And you're trying to stream it to, to Brenda. You have no battery. It doesn't exist. Yeah. Like, w- does he have a solar-powered phone case that <laughs> charges his phone? Like, what is the deal? And even those take so long to charge. Yeah. So that's fake. Smallfoot, we have an issue. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, how's his phone battery been at half this whole movie? It's, I mean, unless it's like a Nokia battery, <laughs> you know? Maybe. I, I, he has like a brick whatever. for I a battery. I want his secrets, yeah. Yeah. He magically has a phone battery that like withstands cold. Maybe he's in um, battery saving mode. Um, Energy saver mode. <laughs> the extreme one that turns off all your apps. Yeah, except for the camera and the games. <laughs> <laughs> but Percy goes into some backstory about how he used to do this because he was fascinated by other creatures and species, but then he became more consumed with how people uh, were watching him. And then he's like, yikes, that makes me pathetic. Then as Migo comes in, he he starts to be all like, oh, burn, it's so cold. Yeah, he starts going through oxygen de- deprivation. Yeah. And Michi's like, Smallfoot, are you okay? 
And then Migo grabs him and they argue for a bit over bringing him back down below the clouds. Yeah. And Migo realizes like he can't survive up there. Yes. But he still has to bring him to the village meeting all over again to kind of be like, Smallfoot doesn't exist. This is a fake. <sighs> so Stonekeeper calls a meeting with the village and Migo tells them that Percy's not a Smallfoot, but a rare breed of yak. And Migo continues to lie with Stonekeeper to the villagers and Michi comes over and she's pissed off at this. Yeah. And then Gwangi also gets pissed and he takes center stage to say he believes they're all living on top of a machine. And he starts saying all these other conspiracy theories that freak people out. Yeah. And Gwangi's whole thing is that he hates being called crazy. Yes. It's like his huge thing. Yeah. And Migo calls him crazy. And yeah, Migo's like, feelings. don't listen to him. You guys know that he's the village crazy. Like, these are all the weirdos. Why would you listen to them? Listen yeah. to me. I was wrong about the stones. I was like, Migo, no. He did that to his friends. I know. And you and see. That makes me sad. Yeah. And you see them get really hurt by it. Yeah. Aww. So <laughs> they felt really bad for them. Then another villager comes out and he's like, but what about this and that? And, and he just basically starts panicking. So then Stonekeeper's like, everybody listen to him. And then they all start panicking. And I was like, <laughs> what kind of leadership is this? Terrible. How did you just tell everybody to panic? <laughs> yeah. But then after that, that's when um, everybody just kind of disperses. And Stonekeeper's like, everybody go back to your job and whatever. And this, this village isn't going to run itself. Yeah. Everyone go back to normal. Stonekeeper ends up taking Percy, and I'm like, oh no, he's yeah. definitely going to kill him. Yeah. Back home, Migo is upset thinking about stone number 15, which is ignorance is bliss. Yes. <laughs> he was happier before he knew things, and he misses being ignorant. <laughs> and he wants to go back to normal, with one exception. He'll be the one to ring the gong now, thinking that banging his head will make all things go away. And I was like, oh, yeah. no sad yeah you can also go apologize to your friends yeah yeah that's true yeah so he says that he feels like a jerk so so then dad gives him the go-ahead to ring the gong and he's like remember what i taught you check for wind keep your aim true and then he starts moving the trajectory of the the catapult mm -hmm. so instead of going to the gong he's going towards the stonekeeper's cave and right at michi's room yep which is conveniently right there yep mm-hmm and then Migo notices that. And so then dad says, you already woke up the village. Make sure they stay awake. And I was like, we love a supportive dad. Aw. He believes in his kid. <laughs> you but also because he also had to have his own journey. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but then so he sends Migo flying through the window into Michi's room. Stonekeeper comes in and they both see a drawing on the wall of Michi's plans to bring Percy back home. So now we cut to Michi down below. Mm-hmm. And she's just kind of like wandering around because she's also, remember, this Wait, is her first time there. Before that, they go to Thorpe, who's going through his feelings with his father. Yes. Because Michi's like told him that he is that way because his dad never hugged him or anything. Yeah. He's like, and she told me I have daddy issues, dad. <laughs> I don't know what that's about, dad. Yeah. And I'm like, we've all been there with our parents. Yeah. <laughs> so now we go, Migo goes to ask his friends for help to find Michi and they're still pissed off at him. And he tries to give As them As they should be. Oh, for sure. So he tries to give them a pep talk and then he just jumps off the mountain. Yeah. And Kolka and Gwangi end up following and jumping down. But Fleem doesn't. And Gwangi's like, yeah, Fleem sucks. Yeah, he's trash. <laughs> he's all talk, no jump. Yeah. And now we're with Michi and she makes it to a town or a city. The the town the, that that um Percy was in before. Yeah, it's like past the Yak Shack. Yeah. Yeah. And she lays Percy down on top of a building. <laughs> yes, because she sees a, a neon sign that looks like the shape of the home that Percy drew on the wall. Yeah. So she's like, this is home. This is it. <laughs> and then she notices the town. So she goes to investigate just to, just because she's curious. You she know? was so cute, but she was like yeah. the same height as all the buildings. Yeah. Horrifying. Yes. <laughs> so then Percy wakes up and goes over to her after what he, he um percy wakes up on the rooftop yeah and he sees michi in the distance yes. going through the city and he panics and runs down trying to catch up with her but then he gets run over by brenda yes <laughs> i was gonna say he runs into brenda but he gets run over by brenda i wrote that brenda runs into him literally <laughs> yes <laughs> and we find out that that video of him panicking in the cave went viral yes and we see like all these people watching it and i was like Oh, no. <laughs> yep. And then she tells him to check his voicemails. And it's everybody who's fake in the world. Yeah. His, his dad is like, I'm finally proud of you. And right? I was like, that is, is the director okay? 
<laughs> right. Do they need to talk? <laughs> but it's also they're like Percy's old agent and a bunch of old networks, and they're like, "We want you back." And I'm like, "That don't like that." Yeah. Anyway, but also no, the worst part was dead. Like, mm-hmm. "Hey, son, I'm finally proud of you." <laughs> You don't know. <laughs> so then we cut back to Michi walking around town and just loving every second of it. And she's like, oh, my God, a small foot here, a small foot there. Oh, my God. Wow. And she sees a little girl in the window. And she's like, oh, my God, baby small foot. Yeah. She starts dancing with a wacky waving inflatable arm waving tube man. She's so cute. Anyway, so now Michi is surrounded by the town who's just completely in shock to see a Yeti because mm-hmm. she's kind of in a roundabout right now. Yeah. So she bumps into a car that bumps into three more cars that knocks a lamp into the fireworks uh, the store. Because they just yeah. have one giant store for fireworks in the middle of town. Why not? You know? So then that starts setting things off. But now we cut back out to Migo and, and Co. over by the Yak Shack. They don't see anything. And they're like, where is she? And then they see the fireworks show. And they're like, I bet you that's her. <laughs> there she is. Yep. <laughs> so then we cut back to Michi. The police have pulled up. And now they are, they're launching things at Michi now. They're launching Trying to restrain her. her. Yeah. Yeah. They throw a grappling hook around her arm. So she's obviously panicking. And then Percy catches up. And he's like, oh no yeah so she starts to run and as she's running they're chasing her and kolka pulls her into a hiding spot and they conveniently end up in a scary museum and migo shows her images of humans hunting animals and yetis yes and explains that's why he lied yes i think but she takes a closer look and she's like no they think that we are the monsters so she's like She's she's being too kumbaya at this moment because they need to run. Yeah, they need to get out of here. Because they're like, uh, so what should we do about that right now, yeah. Michi? So then they all start running together and Gwangi's at the end of the line and he's knocking out lampposts yes. by accident because he's just very huge. Yes. He's very wide. So we get a top-down view and it's like a Pac-Man map. Very cute. And you know how like Pac-Man yeah. collects the dots? They were doing that with the lamps that Gwangi was knocking out. So cute. So, so adorable. So <laughs> Percy continues chasing after them, too. So eventually, they escape the city, and a helicopter chases them to the mountain towards the dead end, and Stonekeeper appears and throws stones at the helicopters to knock it down to save them. And I'm like, finally, he does something cool. Right. (laughs) Instead of, like, being intimidating and scary. Yeah, then Michi's like, you came for me. And then he's like, yeah, because I listened to you. And I was like, dad. So now they're happy about that. And then some more snowmobiles come with tranks attached to the front of them. Yeah. And they start so shooting then, darts. Yeah. Migo tells the others to go home and he goes to lead the humans away. Mm-hmm. Percy is still chasing them. He ends up catching up to Migo and Percy shoots him. Yeah. But he's like, I hope you understand that I have to do this. So then, and then he shoots him. I know. I was like, Percy, you asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Then the police hear him growl, so they turn around because. So what actually was very smart here was that pers- or they're chasing Migo through the woods, and then they all go over this like jump, and then Migo stands up. Mm-hmm. So Migo was just camouflaging himself. <laughs> we love to see it, but that's when Percy catches up to him and then tranks him. But anyway, so since the police are past him, they hear Migo growling from being tranked. So then they turn around to go back towards it, and then we see um, Yeti feet running in the distance, and I was like, "That's Percy." because <laughs> he's got the snowmobile so then uh we cut up to michi and the rest of them and they watch migo come out of the woods and get surrounded by cops and then get shot down and then we cut back down to where they are so now the police are going up to migo touching his head and then they pull off the the mask and it's percy yeah and i was like that guy he did that and Brenda's all proud of him. She's like, you kept your integrity. Yeah. And everybody's every- so mad that it's like a, a PR stunt. Yeah. They're like, wow, this guy sucks. He just faked this for views and yeah. this and that. And the cops arrest him and they're like, you're in trouble for this, 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 and this, and this, and this. And for being annoying. Yeah. We hate your face. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what else? So like, obviously we know that he was doing a good thing, but like, if we were just like regular civilian people that didn't know anything, we'd be like, this guy just pulled this huge, huge PR thing. He wasted all of the those personnel, wasted all that time, spent all that money, <laughs> caused all of that property damage just to go viral. Yep. I'd be so mad at him. But then Percy also didn't know that that would be the case. He's like, well, there goes my career. Whoops. Oops. We go back over to the group and they're all panicking because they've freak out because they feel they thought they just saw Migo get shot but then mm-hmm. Migo shows up to them and he's like all like uh he's like as high as a kid who just got their wisdom teeth out yeah he's <laughs> he's out of it he's loopy yeah and he starts professing his love to Michi <laughs> Zendaya is Michi <laughs> so 
then we cut to the village in the the whole village is in Stonekeeper Secret Cave and they're all going over the real history of their village. Yeah. And I'm like, wow. Yeah. It only took all of this to convince to get you to be honest. Right. But um, he goes teaching everybody their history. He's apologizing for lying to everybody, but then explains that like what the humans did to them and this is why our, our ancestors decided to do what they did and then that's the truth, but it's complicated and it can be scary, but it's better than living a lie. So then he's like, they think that we're the monsters, we think that they are and that's going to change by us hiding. So we have to communicate and that's up to us to decide. Yeah. And I was like, wow, if we <laughs> didn't need a more relevant theme today, <laughs> I don't know what I ever needed. Yeah, right. And then he ends up turning off the machines that create the steam. Yeah. So then the clouds all disappear and the yetis all go to the edge of the mountain and they look out across the land and see other mountains and they're like, oh. <laughs> Imagine being deprived of that view for your entire life. Right? I'd be oh. really mad. Yeah. So then we cut to the yetis going down to the city from earlier and authorities create a blockade. But then Percy runs past the blockade to defend them and Brenda follows and then everyone else follows. And it was a happy ending. Yeah, they all yeah. get a group photo. It's fun. We come back to Flame on top of the cliff because he still cannot jump. Yeah, he's sitting there like weighing the pros and cons of going down still and just trying to be like, if I go down there, then this will happen. But if I don't go down there and he he's just, he's stuck. Yeah. <laughs> he's a full mess. Yeah. So that's the end of the movie. But then there is mm-hmm. a post-credit scene of Percy finding out that he's missing a tooth. So I thought that was a fun little oh, circle back thing. I didn't know there was one. Yeah, because so I listened I stayed along because uh, Niall sings the end credit song. And I was like, we love Niall. Oh, I like him too. Yeah. So I stayed the whole time for that. And then they surprised us with the scene. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I love this movie. I really liked this movie. This was one. so much fun. It was so cute. Uh, if we didn't do a good job of summarizing it, you should still watch it anyway. Because <laughs> it was just so good. It is really good. I really liked Gwangi. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I just like love animation yeah. in general like you can do anything with animation i know that like cgi exists for live action stuff but i always just like with animation you you can create any world you want you can create any character you want you're not limited by any like physical location space so you can get any camera angle you want yeah you can like physics doesn't matter clearly <laughs> you, <laughs> you can know? also get the characters to emote more yeah you know they can look exactly the way you want them to you can just do you can do anything <laughs> and then like i just love that if, especially with like kids movies too that that animation or the way that animation handles a lot of these heavier topics uh-huh they do it in such a good way like avatar the last airbender yes <laughs> and they they do it so like effectively too you know yeah and I feel like more adults, like, I don't know what it is in, in adult people's lives that they're just like, that's a kid's movie because it's an animation. I'm not going to watch that. Yeah. It's like kind of like this weird thing where adults are like, I can't enjoy stuff. Yeah. I'm an adult. And it's like, just enjoy stuff. Right. Yeah. Stop it. <laughs> I've always wanted to make like this kind of uh, like a good like kids thing. Yeah. That's still palatable for adults, I guess yeah you know that's like that's my goals (laughs) i guess that's probably why pixar sneaks so many dirty jokes into their movies yeah yeah for their their full audience (laughs) but no i love this and the soundtrack so good it was really good it's all around a plus movie i liked this one i we should go watch it again okay (laughs) zendaya is michi And LeBron James is going. Okay, I was gonna say I don't remember the next line. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of the, the next Danny one. Danny DeVito is Dorgle. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So that was Smallfoot. Yes. Zendaya was Michi. Yeah. And she continues to be Michi. And I just again, just and Michi all the was themes. so cute. <laughs> the themes in this movie were so good, and it was all very, very timely. And that's one of those things too, where it also reminds you that this, these things have always been issues. Yeah, but it was very much like like with this Smallfoot in particular and everybody's argument not to get too deep into like the world, but everybody's argument about like statues and being taken down. And this is the whole thing about like you have to learn about your past so that you can learn how to be in the future. Like, yeah, taking down a statue is not going to change that. Read a book. Yeah, read a book. (laughs) Or like Google, you know, you have a smartphone. Don't believe the stones. (laughs) there's God. more to life there's everything is to be curious about yeah but yeah so watch watch smallfoot 
Yeah, just it's do a fun it. Time. It's like only an hour and a half long. Yeah, all like almost all animations are just so just short and like consumable and palatable. Like and they, fun. they're just good. Yeah, yeah. Especially when they're musicals. <laughs> How did you feel about this being a musical? Because I know that those aren't your favorite. I liked this one because also. I didn't mind the songs in this because sometimes with certain movies, I'm like, oh, another song. Oh, yeah. And I didn't feel that way with this one. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. Like with Frozen 2, I was like, I, I liked that one, but like I was like, oh, another song, mm. you know? I was just going to ask like, do you like animated musicals versus live action musicals? Because I know you don't like those. I, I don't know. I guess it also depends because like I like Sweeney Todd. Mm. But, like, I don't like Johnny Depp anymore. <laughs> <laughs> we have issues with him. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. But yeah. <laughs> I guess it's just based on your mood, huh? I don't know. I have no idea hmm. what it is. But I'm just well, like, uh, a musical. <laughs> whatever floats your boat, floats your boat. Uh, true. I'll like the musicals that you won't like. Okay. And that works. Sounds good. So tell your friends to listen to us. Yes. And thanks for listening to us. Thank you. And follow us on social medias at Chowdy Media on all all of them, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, well, I guess we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.